Hello and welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Niker. And I am your other host, Freddie Rivas. And this is episode six. Wow. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm excited. I'm digging the NBA, the WNBA, sorry, uh, more, you know, <laughs> every day. And uh, it feels good. I'm like just more familiar and into it. Yeah, I mean, things are really heating up now. You feel, you know, the games mattering more and more as we inch closer to the playoffs. And really, the big news right now is that the Connecticut Sun have gone on such a run that they've really become new title favorites. Nine and one uh, in the last uh, little while. Like, I don't think they've lost since uh, mid to early August. Everyone's killing it. Uh, Dewana Bonner, Brianna January, uh, Heidman, and uh, John Cole Jones is the one I want to kind of focus on a little bit because she's just like racking up double doubles and seems like this perfectly difficult player to play against. Like I've really been digging watching her because she's like a big that obviously we know from the three point contest is like a lights mm-hmm. out shooter and just someone who's dominating. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of good matchups for her yeah she's really been dominating right now i read that she's averaging 20 points and 11 rebounds a game so she's basically averaging a double double right now and uh, i mean people are comparing her style of play to kevin durant like it's been incredible and i have to say like i have admittedly slept on this team like i really thought this was a seattle storm versus las vegas aces kind of year and everyone else is playing for you know second place below that but really like it's gonna come down to the three of them and it's it's super exciting for sure and i think you know it's not really a topic but with some of seattle's like slippage recently i think it might even be turning into well you know even yeah we'll 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 get to we'll get to liz campage later on as well but i think you know, I don't know if this is too bold or too like new fanny, but you know, <laughs> oh no, I love new fanny. As new a fanny term. Is, that, is that a thing? Did I just make that up? But like, yeah, we should it, have a segment called the new fanny pack. Yeah, we are. Yeah, and, and people can join us. Oh my god, that's that's good. That's good. I like that. Um, wait, who am I? I'm like, like I like my own idea. Um, no, but I, I I feel like I don't, I'm not sure if it was like episode two or three but i remember you know saying something to the effect of like there's other interesting storylines but it's a seattle uh las vegas kind of like showdown or oncoming collision and that seems to you know not only have flipped on its head but it's kind of like i think there's a chance that it's like a one person or or a one team race i i guess connecticut really has to prove himself in the playoffs still but they're just like humming on all cylinders. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how the storm were just at the at the top of this league the entire season. And now suddenly they're third. And I didn't think I'd see that. I mean, the also the other crazy storyline to me is that my Phoenix Mercury have won seven in a row and they're still fifth. <laughs> like that is so crazy. But I also think that means like, that could be a real underdog team. Like you do not want to face this team in the playoffs at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're also nine and one in their last 10 games, 
Like who wants a piece of a team like that? Yeah. Obviously, you know, it's not like Tarasi's team anymore, but like, that's just like a total slayer to have on your team. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're fantastic. I feel like the, the, you know, the playoffs are really, really shaping up to be competitive and amazing and, and a bit more open than, you know, I, I, I thought originally. And, but, but yeah, just, just back to Connecticut for a sec. I do feel like, you know, they're not quite like far and away better than Seattle or Las Vegas, but it does seem like they're the, like this idea that they're like, Oh, maybe they're a contender, like a pseudo contender for me. It's like, no, no, they're a full contender. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I agree. They are a full contender now. I mean, it, I, I guess I'm just excited because the this year's playoffs have become significantly more exciting than I thought they would be. Yeah. I'm curious to see like how it's going to break down as far as like the bracket, because Mm -hmm. one of, or, you know, out of these three teams, two of them are going to have to play each other, you know, most likely before the finals Mm -hmm. and uh, whatever team, you know, gets to avoid those other two teams seems like that's a major advantage. Again, you know, we'll see if like Phoenix or, you know, whomever else can make up like a substantial run that is going to be feared, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think the Minnesota Lynx have come on really strong too. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like the top five in the NBA or sorry, in the WNBA right now are just super, super competitive. And I mean, I'm not as convinced about your Chicago sky or the wings or the mystics although the mystics have been fun to watch i've enjoyed watching them but i'm i'm not a believer even if they get you know one of the buys to me it's a it's a top five race totally agree on the mystics i do think the wings are just very exciting i feel like I, i end up watching i've probably watched more wings games than any other team just because you know it's a go to to be like, oh, what game was close? And I feel like the wings are just like filled with close, exciting, you know, entertaining, not necessarily buzzer beaters, but like tight finishes. Yeah. I mean, they could have a, a couple hero games in them. I don't know if they face uh, the Mystics or the Sky again this regular season or what the tiebreak situation is there, if it, if it comes down to that. But right now, the sky are, are two games ahead in a in sixth place. Yeah, the the Mystics and Liberty are really fighting for that that eighth spot, and and the Wings, I, I guess, could drop out of the playoffs, um, but doesn't seem super likely. I, I think, yeah, I mean, they are fighting, but like the Liberty have lost the last six as of this recording. So um, I don't know about the. I had higher hopes for the Liberty this year. I have to say, they're probably you know. I didn't have high expectations for the Sparks this year, but mm-hmm. I did think the Liberty would be on that playoff cusp. I mean, I guess technically they still are, but I don't know. Yeah, but they definitely seem like they're that team that's kind of like limping into the playoffs. And I think even the Mystics would be a little bit hotter coming into the playoffs than than the Liberty. And yeah, Sparks, I'm not really sure. Like they're obviously quite a bit better than the Fever and the Dream, but you know they definitely don't seem like they're like a team that anyone would fear in the playoffs. Sorry, Derek Fisher. (laughs) I like, I think it's just one of those years where like all three of those teams have been impacted by injuries, but the mystics are just coming on at the right time. Agreed. 
Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. All to say, I'm very excited. I have to admit that I slept on the, on the suns, but super excited. I mean, also too, like we were talking about, um, this year's MVP race being between Asia Wilson and Liz Cambage and how exciting that would be, uh, for the aces, but really like John Quell Jones has, I feel has started to run away with this race. Me too. I mean, like, you know, uh, I think, I think Brianna Stewart is, um, still like scoring at a ridiculous pace. Tina Charles is scoring at a ridiculous pace, but yeah, John Quill Jones is definitely, I mean, you know, I always feel weird using the term unicorn, uh, but it's such a, it's so familiar <laughs> in the basketball world, but yeah, you know, maybe for next pot, I'll think of a cooler word for that, but just like a, just a special, unique, you know, difficult player to play against. on to talking about our girl Liz Cambage so we love her here on this pod but it hasn't been her best week um so kind of an interesting story about her came out via Yahoo Sports so essentially I mean it's been reported across the league that Liz uh tested positive for COVID but uh and she was put into WNBA health and safety protocols however Mm -hmm. she is fully vaccinated uh she's only experiencing mild symptoms and she'll continue to isolate until she is cleared however uh in this Yahoo Sports article I don't know why this is only happening now because this article came out September 1st but I guess they were like oh while we're here let's report on some other Liz Cambage news. Yeah. And <laughs> it turns out that prior to her dropping out of the Olympics due to mental health reasons, she was in a practice scrimmage game with Team Australia versus Team Nigeria, where an altercation happened between her and another player. And that altercation is now under investigation. And by, I guess, like the Australian League's code of conduct or something, mm-hmm. it, it's a bit of a confusing story. It um, is. I just want to shout out uh, League Commission uh, Kathy uh, Engelbert. Uh, I'll, I'll correct that if I'm if I'm wrong. I feel like I've heard her say on several occasions, like we, as in the WNBA, are a completely vaccinated league. And just kudos, because I feel like that's so that's important awesome. to say. Yeah. You know, so many fans and women and girls are, are looking up to these athletes. And to have such a, you know, like a unanimous leaders is just fantastic. And it sucks that uh, Liz got COVID and... I'm glad that she's only experiencing minor symptoms and that she's Mm -hmm. vaccinated and um, in a situation where it's not going to be too much of a health scare. So just, just putting that aside, uh, I think it's, it's great. Another, you know, WNBA thing that's just kind of above and beyond other leagues, as far as like the Nigeria, Australia thing, I'm not sure if I've ever read the word incident in quotations (laughs) more than I just did. It's like, this is mysterious. Like, you know, according to her, it's kind of like she said something to the effect of like, yeah, I was like trapped in my room for a week 
And um, <laughs> I obviously was very like, you know, in a hostile mood. I, you know, she didn't use the, the word hostile, but like she also seems frustrated with like how this was reported. And I feel like I'm on her side because I don't, I can't exactly make out what happened. Like, it's like, was it, was it something that was said that went too far? Was there like a, a physical exchange? Like I, I tried to do some digging and, uh, you know, Liz did say it's, it's all on video. So maybe I'll, you know. Yeah, I'll read what that, she but. said. I'll read Liz's quotes. So we all have it here specifically. She said, quote, I'm pretty annoyed at all the fake news and the lies I'm seeing floating around in news articles and being shown and being asked about it. I just want to say this decision was coming and I'm happy I finally made it on my own terms. I'm not sure exactly what decision she's referring to. I guess I'm assuming this means to leave, to drop out of the Olympics. Uh, it's sad that yeah. news got leaked yesterday that I didn't even know about. She says, yeah, things got heated in the Nigeria game. There was a physical altercation and there were words exchanged, but I'm hearing things that aren't true at all. Flying around from people in Australia and America, which is crazy. Everything that happened and everything that was said is on film. I know what happened and I do not appreciate the lies and people constantly trying to tear me down. But hey, I've been trapped in this room with no view, with yeah. nothing for a week. Of course, I'm going to lose my mind in here. Are you serious? <laughs> I love that. That's the whole quote. I absolutely love that, too. I love how honest and candid she is. I will say that this article, um, the Yahoo Sports article, is saying that there are limited details about available in basketball Australia's uh, investigation. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like this is more just like a protocol thing that it is any sort of real uh, investigation that's going to have any real consequences. You know, they needed her during these Olympics and yeah. she was definitely missed. And their coach, um, the same coach who uh, is with the, uh, Phoenix Mercury, mm -hmm. uh, Sandy Brondello. Um, um, shout out Boss Cancillo that uh, I just remember that was the photographer for my wedding. Um, <laughs> how you doing, pal? Uh, if you're listening to this pod, you were great. It was like you did a good job. And um, but yeah, Sandy Brondello. That's how names work. That is right? how names work. Yeah. I mean, she said that like, you know, once Liz was off the team, that the team had to try and find a new identity and because of the COVID protocols and stuff, they just didn't have much time together uh, to really gel and figure something out. So, you know, that's too bad for team Australia. Although of course, like we respect uh, Liz's decision and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of, I, I find it so interesting, the reporting of this, that this is coming out now when yes. this was an incident that happened at least six weeks ago, okay, if I'm not go, even longer. I'm going to go a bit further and say, I feel like this is a bit, this is a bit of sloppy reporting because I think when you, you know, you couple these two things together, which don't really need to be coupled together, first of right. all. right. Um, and then the thing with Liz, like the altercation, the incident, whatever is lacking in detail. It just, it, it has a slanderous vibe to me. Yes, and, I agree. Yeah, I'm not saying that like she didn't do anything wrong. It's just weird to me to say, hey, this person has COVID. Also, they did something. What? Who knows? 
It's kind of like, <laughs> what? What are you doing? What is this? You know. <laughs> also, too, like very randomly, like you know, when you click on articles and there's ads and there's videos and there's all this like junk that you mm-hmm. have to try and like separate. There's this like video of like her like posing in like Playboy magazine, which I guess is like a spread she did like a while ago. Yes. And it's like, why are all of these things together? I know it's like a basket of like Liz stuff that doesn't necessarily seem like it's from a Liz fan. You know? No, and maybe quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like trying to be journalistic and non-biased. But when you kind of like really, really look at it, because it's like you could say on the, on a surface level, oh, it's not biased because we have her point of view in mm-hmm. there as well. Like they do have her quote and they have her side of That's it. That's true. But at the same time, it's like, why are all of these things thrown into one article? I won't go as far as saying it's like a hit piece, but I think it's a little bit sloppy and a little bit slanderous. And I think perhaps, uh, yeah, her Playboy shoot, her incident, whatever that is, and her COVID are all worthy of separate articles. You know, it's it's kind of like when, um, to me, it's like when a when a guy is like, I'm not a misogynist. I just think you should smile more. Like that's how yes. it feels. Oh my God. So whoever wrote this is like a dude at a grocery store, just casually being, you know, misogynistic and winking too much. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, you're yeah. going to eat all of that. Like that kind of thing. Like, it's like, it, it, it's like they would never consider themselves a misogynist. They wouldn't use the words feminazi necessarily or anything ah. like that, but <laughs> Every once in a while, they'll just like slip something in and you're like, wait, what? I love He's that. that guy. <laughs> We're in episode six and, you know, I was waiting for the word feminazi to uh, make an appearance. We've made it. Oh, my God. Just ridiculous. Anyway, you know, shout out to Liz. Uh, get well soon. Uh, you know, I'm sure she's OK, but I uh, can't wait to see you on the court again. And yes. uh, can't wait to see you reported on without uh these random uh low-key biases i guess yes well said talk about is nba 2k 22 earlier this summer they announced they showed us candace parker on the cover that they're you know that they're embracing the WNBA more which was all really great but now they've unveiled uh what their enhanced features are going to be for their WNBA mode now i've never played nba 2k so freddie i'm hoping this is going to make sense to you. This makes a lot of sense and I'm happy to take it away because for anyone who plays NBA 2K, there's a lot of different types of games. 
So you can play like as a team building a franchise. You can uh, play online against other people. And my favorite version of NBA 2K is, uh, is when you get to design a player and build that player and like put them through, you know, college and then you get drafted and it's just really fun. You get to kind of like legend build with your own, you know, individual players. So you got to run all the plays and everything. It's usually called my player. You know, I, I read the article you sent. And I didn't see the words my player, but it's kind of implied that, like, you know, with, with new player progression, I, I think that's what they mean. And that for me is just like so exciting. Like I'm, I'm going to be jacked to, you know, design a player, you know, put them on the Indiana fever or whatever. And then like, because they usually like end up going to like a crappy team. Right. Yeah. I just think it's cool. I feel it's, it's, you know, we've talked about it too. Like there's so many different avenues for fandom and this is a big one. This is a huge one. I feel like, you know, people being able to play each other, you know, in different formats with the WNBA uh, 2Ks is huge. Yeah, I agree. And I think it'll be, um, I think it'll definitely be a good way to help grow the sport. I'll read off quickly the three um, key additions that are going to be in this version. So the first one you mentioned, they refer to it as new player progression. Right. Um, which allows badges to be earned along the path to becoming a WNBA legend. So I think that's what you were referring to when you said my player. Yeah, that's so like, in, you know, for instance, you could design like a, a John Qual Jones that's type of cool. player who's like, I'm going to, I'm going to make a center that can shoot threes, but you know, literally then, everyone, everybody is good. Everyone's going to do that. But what, <laughs> I mean, like what's fun about it too, is they put like pretty serious limitations on that. So it's like, it kind of shows you how exceptional, you know, these special players are because if, if you make a player that's like six, six, they're generally you know, the, that woman's not going to be able to shoot well. They're going to be probably slow. And yeah, it's like you kind of have to, you know, they do like player molds. So uh, I feel like, um, yeah, at least for me, it's super exciting because it's kind of like, I'm curious what I can make work in, in the video game, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, that is exciting. I There's this other one called Off Day Experience they say, which will add scrimmages, team practices, and contact practices. The enhanced features will allow players to hone their craft away from game day. Now, as somebody who hasn't played the game, this feels odd to me. Like, why would I want to do a team practice in a video game? Listen, like players don't even like going to practice IRL. Like, <laughs> we might be, uh, I feel like, I don't know if we're like dating ourselves or whatever, but I, I when I started playing uh, like 2K again, I was straight up shocked at the amount of like different versions of games. And a big thing that people do is they'll design a player. And with that player, you can play like scrimmages and outdoor games with like other online players and like win prizes and like, there's like big money in a lot of these. Like, so it's, I, it's like, I don't really do that format. Cause I'm like not very good at video games. So I like, I would just get destroyed, mm. but uh, yeah, maybe I'll try with the WNBA because I feel like it will be, it will be new for a bunch of people at the same time. 
yeah, you know, it's just kind of like a a way to play, you know, pick up or three on three or just do co- other stuff that, you know, isn't a full game. Yeah, interesting. I, I feel like that would be a harder experience to sell me on. But like you said, there's different ways to approach mm-hmm. it. So that's kind of cool. Um, the last one is just uh, what they call the W online, uh, which allows players to connect with the 2K community and earn what they call season XP to help them level up. So I guess that's more just like the uh, the social aspect of of gaming. Yeah, I feel like the W online from what I'm reading is maybe what I was kind of just describing for off day experience, because yeah, I mean, now I'm actually a little bit confused because off day experience has scrimmages, practices, and and contact practices, which I don't know what the different like what's different there. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the part where they're where suddenly they're boxing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that what that might mean is like you can run drills. Like in in NBA 2K, you can do like free throws to like make your player better at free throws but then you know there'll be like a five on five like a fast break type scrimmage so i think maybe that's what that means Mm. um and i think what i was describing before about like playing like you know random people online is the w online yeah i mean that i love that i absolutely love it's just the the off day thing that i find confusing but it's cool that it's there maybe it's more like you know WNBA meets like the Sims or something. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. That should have been my silly question at the end. No, no. The WNBA Sims. I mean, is... we could have that for another day. I mean, that's like a fun off-season thing, you know? That is incredible. Like we're and... just Sue Bird and Megan Rapino at home. Like, <laughs> just trying on different Nikes. Like trying on I, different Nikes. That's just what I imagine them doing. I just imagine them in a fancy living room just trying on different Nikes all day. Diana Taurasi and uh Lisa Leslie just watching themselves on Space Jam too. <laughs> wow, Sims is boring these days. Oh my God. So silly. Um, anyway, uh, for anybody, uh, for any of our listeners, uh, if you are an MBA 2K person and, you know, let us know what your thoughts are. And if you uh, get the chance to try these new enhancements, uh, let us know what you think. That would be, that'd be super cool. I'm very curious. The only video game I've played cause I'm new to gaming is Zelda super hard. Uh, it's been in my dreams. It's been, like I kind of had to take a break because I just got to a point where I was like, I actually can't, I don't physically know how to go any further. Uh, although I've gotten pretty far. So I'm proud of myself. People have told me that it's a really hard game. So it probably should not have been my first. Uh, but anyway, I've had to YouTube a lot of Zelda stuff. It's really changed my algorithms. No YouTube shame. Um, <laughs> really hard. And it's been in my dreams. It's like a fun sentence that I feel like. <laughs> Like should be in a Freddy Krueger movie, but um, yeah, it makes sense for Zelda too. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. Um, the other thing we got to mention this week is the Seattle Storm uh, visited the White House finally after almost a, a full year after winning their championship last year uh, in the bubble. They got to go to the White House. They got to meet Joe Biden. It's the first basketball team either NBA or WNBA to go to the White House since 2016 and Obama. So obviously we skipped uh, those years with that raging narcissist that Mm -hmm. I don't even want to name. And uh, I think that's super great. I think it's great that they're back. 
Yeah. No, it's uh I think it's really good that a uh, no team went to visit, you know, you know who and that they took that break and it's it's like extra rewarding to see them back. You know, I watched a couple clips of uh Biden giving them a shout out for, you know, their bravery in the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, the Seattle Storm was were major leaders in mm-hmm. that, you know, before the NBA got like, you know, humming on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as is usually the case with the WNBA. It was just cool. It was cool to see everyone enjoying themselves, to see all the photos, and for it to be something that is, like, honorable when, yeah, I guess it was. it got complicated and weird for a little while. I'm happy for the players that this is back, at least for now. I kind of thought, like, man, like, you know, now that there's all this news coming out from texas regarding these anti-abortion laws i just thought oh if this visit happened after that and not before it it could have i don't know if they would have taken that on as a political cause or or not but i think it could have been uh interesting not that i'm like upset or anything that that didn't happen but i just thought oh like that would have been interesting had it happened in that order i mean Yeah, they maybe, you know, wouldn't have taken it on as a cause, but we definitely know that there's many WNBA players that just, you know, aren't afraid of that type of conflict and um, are pretty, you know, handle themselves with a plum. And it's kind of like the, you know, what the dream did and what so many teams and and players have done. uh, It's just, it's, it's beyond bravery because there's also like a a tack to it and, and just a skillful kind of like, like uh, advocation of their uh, of their rights and like what what is right. So uh, I think there there might have been a statement. Um, but uh, but again, you know, it's it's also okay for them to go and celebrate and be honored for their like athletic oh, a- uh, excellence too. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I'm so happy that they had that moment. I was just saying, like, it was just an observation that I had. Like, oh, I wonder if it would have been different had they gone after everything happened in texas but it doesn't matter like it's just you know it's great that they were there and everything it was just something that i thought no it's a it's a good observation because i feel like that's we, we've come to expect that with the WNBA, right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and maybe also i'm just sad about it so i'm like <laughs> yeah that's also fair it's horrible so there's that too um but with that it is time for our badass player of the week hey oh i'm a badass woman Freddie, um, who have you got? I'll, I'll, I'll just start with uh, Arika Agubawale because she's amazing. And I, I did the last seven games on WBA.com. And I, you know, was going through a couple different categories. And, you know, she's number one in clutch. Uh, and she's number one in like, like all different types of efficiencies. And it's just like killing it. And I think maybe there's a bit of wings bias because the games are so exciting. Uh, they are only three and two uh, in in the five game. Sorry, it's a five game stretch, not a seven game stretch uh, that I, that I recorded. But she's amazing and like one of the coolest players to watch. Like just the her bounce and her like aggressiveness and dribbles and it's just absolutely yeah. I think it's a must watch. And the other one I just want to other player I want to you know throw some love to is Courtney Williams. I will say she's zero and five in this period. And the dream are really struggling. But I do feel like sometimes you got to throw a bone to a player that's absolutely killing it uh, on a team that's not. 
because it's a team sport and I think she's absolutely doing a really good job but still losing and sometimes yeah sometimes I feel like when, when a team's losing a bunch they just get outright dismissed mm -hmm. Freddie thank you so much for that I'm so happy you had two players because it makes up for me because I have fully cheated this week in this segment how dare you i i'm always really on the fringes of the segment <laughs> as it is. but shaky I'm, segment folks but i'm so happy you had two players because that means we have two badass players of the week and mine is very random but very interesting and that is i discovered an instagram account called wnba troll police and their bio is if you ever see someone disrespecting the wnba just tag us in the comment thread and we oh, will deal with it <laughs> whoa i love that we will deal with it and we will deal with it That's we will it. deal with it it's like a liz campage incident you don't need to know <laughs> what happens it will be sorted it will be sorted out isn't this incredible? Wow. I, I, just hope love, I just love that this exists. I don't know who runs this account. Uh, I am not affiliated with this account anyway. I promise you it's not me. It is <laughs> not. <laughs> it's not me. I promise you. Uh, if you are the WNBA player of the week, then it truly is a week segment now, you know? <laughs> No, it's definitely not me. I assure you, I am not uh, on social media like this to uh, have the time to to deal with it as they say they do. I have no idea who this is. I stumbled upon this and just I had to share. I had to share that this is a real account that exists. And so I've started following it now. I've started to follow it. The, this is perfect. We're, we're learning so much about the WNBA, including like, you know, fringe instagram accounts and <laughs> listen we to know the league in and out we got to know where the stands are and where i think where the heavies are i think maybe you just found like a like a, a wnba tough someone who's like down yeah. to uh to you know ruffle some feathers yeah you know and like like i said i did fully cheat in this segment this week i apologize but hey freddie had two players so that really makes up for it i feel Totally. And wouldn't and, it be incredible if that was that account was an actual WNBA player, like a Kevin Durant, like it's a burner? Oh my God. If it's a burner account, that would be even better. But like, that would be amazing. Hmm. That yeah, would I'm, just be incredible. My brain's just going wild. Like, who is this account? Do they want to be secretive when they deal with someone? Is it like they reveal who they are and like that's enough? I mean, I haven't done the deep dive, but their account is essentially screenshots of them replying to people. <laughs> you know, if you're listening, make sure you follow this account. It matters. Yeah, I mean, I just, I had to share. I had to share. Um, with that, Freddie, it is time for Freddie's fun question. Hey. Take it away. Okay. Um, so I was thinking that the WNBA champions generally you know during uh i guess like somewhat normal presidential times <laughs> visit the white house when they've won the championship it's like an honor uh obviously it hasn't been in recent years but it's back and i'm just kind of thinking like what is another house 
that would be fun for the players to like have to go to. So, uh, you know, just a, a house anywhere. I don't know where, where you're going to come from this. Just another uh, fun house. Just another okay, fun, well, It you, could literally be a fun house if you want. Okay, Freddie, go first. Tell me what house you have in mind while I think of my answer. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cop to maybe not having the best answer to my own question because I just uh, Googled... Uh, <laughs> like the most famous houses in the world. Okay, that's and fun. One of the one the, the one that like struck me right away is uh um rest in peace uh or rest in power to to Prince Paisley Ooh. Park. Uh, his house is incredible. There's obviously that famous story of him taking the links there after they won the championship and playing a crazy concert for them and you know making them breakfast and just being, you know, Prince and uh yeah, I feel like it's a it's, that's my house. I I feel like they they'd like to go there. They feel welcome there. It'd be cool. Okay, that's an incredible answer. That is the correct answer. Um, the incorrect answer, which I'm about to give, <laughs> is I thought it'd be fun after a WNBA team wins a championship, they go to the haunted houses at Niagara Falls. Oh my god. <laughs> Ladies, we're going to Ripley's. <laughs> so, in Niagara Falls, I don't know if they have this on the American side, but on the Canadian side, there's a strip of haunted houses that you go through. And there are, I mean, obviously it's all orchestrated. It's not like legitimately haunted or anything. And there are these people who like pop out of corners and scream at you and stuff. And it's all dark and you have to find your way out of it. And it's fun as a kid. I haven't done it as an adult. Also, okay, this is a fun, quick story. So back when I used to be like in Girl Scouts, so, you know, they're called girl guides here, like you're guiding. Mm -hmm. And uh, we took a trip to Niagara Falls and we did one of these like uh, haunted house things. And me and this other girl, Chantal, we were like 13 and we were like the oldest in our group. So we were like, we felt responsible. You know what I mean? Like we were leading these younger girls to this haunted house and then we all started getting legitimately scared <laughs> and we didn't know how to get out of this and then we were like trying to figure out we were so scared to like to round this corner but we were near the end and this girl Kanita I remember her name shout out uh had this like disposable camera so I took the camera from her and I was like I'm going to flash the camera and I'm gonna scream go and we're all gonna run for it so I flash the camera I scream go we all run for it we go out the wrong door we end up going outside the emergency exit <laughs> Wow. instead of like fully completing it uh the other doorway but we all make it out we we're all okay and then she gets these pictures developed <laughs> so we don't see the photo until like a week later and it's just this like pimply faced kid maybe only a year or two older than us and he's got and it's like a green wall like it looks like a green screen with him just like with a hole cut out, like with a square cut out of it and him just like hanging there with like his hands kind of outside of the wall. And he just like, you know, when you're like blinking in a photo and your eyes are like kind of only half open, 
it was yes. like that like he like his face was all like contorted his eyes were like barely open and his arms were just like limp hanging out of this little like window pane and it was so funny to me because i was like i can't believe we were scared of that. i don't know if i should feel sorry for this this kid at work or if he's like a legend <laughs> you know what i mean where it's like his first day on the job and they're like you scared this group of girls so bad they ran out the fire exit like that that's a badass move like if you're a kid you'd be you'd definitely be like listen oh my God, it's so you didn't stupid. tell me that i uh i couldn't scare the shit out of people okay oh man it's so silly and so funny that i just that i i just had to i just had to bring it up Anyway, that's my house. That's I just think it would be so funny to watch them go through a, a haunted house like that. Oh my god, I would I, I would more for the fans for than for us. Yeah. <laughs> or for them, I should say. Watching them get freaked would be amazing. And also I just got to shout out the American side of the falls. It's it's not as bad as you think. There's a really like long, cool river that leads up to the falls. Oh yeah, that's pretty interesting. Cool. We're pretty snobby about our side of the falls. We are better. Um, which is real local content. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Freddie, that is the end of our episode. Oh my goodness. Um, thank you so much to everyone for listening. Uh, thank you to our producer, Jason. Uh, you can follow myself on social media at it's me underscore Catherine spelled C-A-T-H-R-Y-N. And you can follow me uh, at Freddie Rivas, F-R-E-D-D-I-E-R-I-V-A-S. Thanks so much. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody.